This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luna. Hey Luna, what um, what do you think are the most dangerous pets you can own? Monkeys, chimpanzees. Yep, primates. Where do you think primates fall on the list of top eight most dangerous? Maybe four or five. Because I mean, you got lions, you got grizzly bears, mm. you got uh, snakes, you got man slaves. Yes, they're dangerous. Yeah. If you don't feed them right or clothe them properly. Here's one that I didn't really think of, but it is considered a dangerous pet. You run the risk of making people mad anytime you start talking about pets. Like, oh, your pet is dangerous. Then you get the whole, you know, right. USPCA, BCA, LMNOP group coming after your butt. But wolf dog mixes, that's one that they say is really, can be dangerous, is a, is a, a, a crossbreed between a wolf and a dog. I bet because I guess any dog that uh, can snap into like inst- instincts, right? I, I don't like my kids being around dogs. I've said that before. Right. Um, and, and I hate when someone comes up to me and says, oh, no, he's he's friendly. He loves kids. And uh, it's like, well, I'm not going to deal with it. I, I really want to believe that. I, I do. But in my head, I just hear what they just said. You know, he's, oh, he's never... He's never bitten anyone. And then just up at the end of that, in my head, it just echoes with, Your Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor. He had never bitten anyone, Your no. Honor. <laughs> yeah. And then my kid's face is a Frisbee he's walking away with casually. And that that is unfair because there are a lot of loving pets out there. And, and really it comes down to the, the owners often are the reason that pets become dangerous. Like... Like crocodiles are docile unless you're a bad owner. Just kidding, they'll eat you. <laughs> Just don't don't have a crocodile. No. But here's one that made the list that I that I I was like, oh, that's on the list. That's weird. I didn't think about that. Owls. Oh, owls. Yeah, man. Yeah, they'll swoop down and take your baby. Yeah. Owls. Uh, they got those talons that are like three inches yeah, long. Yeah, they're intelligent too. They're know? like the serial killer. Um, there's there's um. There's quite a few animals. I mean, they're smaller. Um, yeah, like there's uh, there's this bird called a shrike that we have out here, man. Where they I don't know they take their prey and they bring them back and they hang them like they impale their bodies on thorn bushes and stuff and uh, they call them butcher birds. Whatever, you know. That's crazy. They're like they swoop down and they like stab, like just fly into the bush, like stab the animal onto a thorn and just kind of peg it there. Yeah, it's intentional. It's very, very medieval. That's crazy. You know, welcome to my town. Seems kind of smart though. Like, uh, you know, it's like uh, cheetahs or large animals like that. They'll carry their prey up into a tree and hang it there and kind of hang out with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> showing off. Yeah, they're like, come on up here. I've got a impala. Yeah, we used to do that. We can't do that anymore, though. It's illegal. Like if I if, hang hang your victims in the trees. Well, I mean, like if I had a problem with somebody on my block and I murdered them and I put them on a post like a scarecrow up front, 
now you know, don't come to Jack Luna's place with that bullshit, right? But but now but that's illegal now. Yeah, you know who killed that for us? You know who ruined that for us? Hitler? <laughs> Racists. Yeah, that was close. They did. You can't you just can't put any bodies in your front yard now. It's freaking always can't that's why we can't have nice things wow that's twice i feel like we've walked a fine line with that subject today well we were critical of racists so that's okay so everybody agrees with us there right but i said manslave earlier and and as soon as i said it i was like oh what's a manslave well i thought of like a nondescript person in a gimp suit you know that's what i yes no that's what i was going for i wouldn't even say what color the gimp suit was. I think even questioning our intent on that is the only racist part about this entire conversation so far. Exactly. I agree with that. The gimp suit was cream colored in case anyone in, is in my head. Cream colored. What color was the ball in the mouth? Hold on, on three, say what color the ball was. One, two, orange. Orange. Well, geez, man, you were way late. That was so late. What was it for real, though? Uh, cream colored. <laughs> Everything was cream colors. All right. You got a phone call or something? All right. <clears throat> yeah, I do. Um, so anyway, yeah, you got pretty much everything on the dangerous pets list. Owls was the only one that didn't get mentioned. Tigers. We're not even going to talk about tigers. They've been played out. Friggin' Carol Baskin. Nicholas Cage. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, I do have a call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit play. We're going to listen to it, and then I'll, I'll back it up with some uh, sweet facts and deets. Hmm. All right. You are ready ready for me to hit play? I am. All right, here we go. Okay, and it won't, his jaw won't open? No. Okay, how big of a snake 
She was like five and a half feet. Five and a half feet? And you said you rescued it yesterday? Yes, I rescued two. You rescued two and the other one put away? Yes. Okay. All my snakes are put away. How many snakes do you have, ma'am? I have 11. You have 11 snakes? They're all ball pythons except for these two I rescued. Okay. Please. Ma'am, I have an ambulance. Oh, Ma'am, the ambulance and the police are coming. Are you having any difficulty breathing oh. or swallowing? Ma'am, are you having any difficulty oh. breathing or swallowing? Oh. Are you having any difficulty breathing or swallowing? I can't hear you. Are you having any difficulty breathing or yes, swallowing? I'm on the okay, are you having I'm on the Okay, are you having difficulty breathing, ma'am? No, I'm just scared. Okay, and if, do you know if the snake is poisonous? No, it's not poisonous. It's not poisonous? Okay, and are, are you outside or out front? Oh, God, hurry, please. Ma'am, the ambulance and the police are coming. Are you outside or out front? Oh, outside, up front. You're out in the front? Okay, yes. I don't want you to move, ma'am, okay? Is I can't. It, okay. Oh. Is the snake wrapped around you or does it just have a hold of your he's nose? He's around my waist and my throat, he's got my nose. He's around your waist and he has your nose? Oh. oh. And you're right there by the intersection of Howell Street. I know, I know. Okay, you're right there by Howell Street, across the street from Howell Street on Lake Road. 4035. Yes, ma'am. 4035. I was just confirming the cross street that you're by, okay? The ambulance and the fire department are coming, okay? Just try and stay calm. It still won't let go. It still won't release. Are they there with you, ma'am? Ma'am, are they there? Ma'am, are they there? Hello? Ma'am, I'm gonna hang up with you since they're there, okay? Ma'am, I'm gonna hang up now since they're there. They're there, okay, bye-bye. All right. <laughs> Poor... Poor lady. Poor, poor, poor lady, first of all, right? Okay, fine. But like, yeah, oh, no, absolutely poor lady. My question to you is this. I have, I have a question to kick things off here. Right. If an animal is, is legitimately successfully eating you, can you really say that you rescued it? I mean, you know, who rescued who here? <laughs> I hear you. Who's in charge? I thought we were having a Miss Debbie moment at the end there, too, when she wasn't responding. I was like, oh, man. There was a lot going on there with with the operator not having a very good knowledge of what type of uh, animal we're dealing with, like a boa constrictor, right? She asked if it was venomous. Like for me right away, I know a boa. I feel like it's fairly common knowledge. Maybe they need a wildlife expert in uh, 911 operator rooms across uh, the nation. In the case where an animal is attacking and it's a, a reptile, there may be training involved to ask that question just to... Right. EMS needs to know if they need anti-venom. Why did she keep on asking her how old she was? Maybe, maybe because she wanted to find out if it was a prank? It almost felt like she was thinking this was entertaining, which it was very entertaining. I think it definitely caught her off guard. I think maybe the, the, the reasoning for the question on the age 
is to gain a relative guesstimation on size of victim. You're giving her a lot of credit right there. Maybe, yeah. C- compared to a boa, you know, how old are you? Oh, I'm 11. Okay, you're already, you know, you crumpled up a piece of paper basically compared to... Maybe. The- I like how she told her to stay still. Okay, uh, I'll stay still. I don't want you to move. I can't. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop. Stop joking around here. <clears throat> Let's get serious. So she takes in a rescue. She's got 11 snakes, she said, or something, right? She's got a whole bunch of snakes. Yeah, I'll give you a little background. So the woman that called 911, she identified herself as, a, as you heard, a 45-year-old who has 11 snakes. All of them were ball pythons, which are smaller pythons, except for the two mm-hmm. boa constrictors that she had, quote-unquote, rescued the day before. Because I don't think uh, she's actually successfully rescuing the, an animal that's about to eat her. When firefighters arrived, the woman was lying in her driveway with the snake around her neck. <laughs> Sorry. Was- it, it's, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy scene, you know, and what could she do, right? I mean— Okay, here's what I know about boa constrictors. They have hooked teeth. They're very sharp. They're born uh, alive. Like, they, they go right out of the womb and they're, they're out there and they're hunting immediately. They're not taking care of their mother and their father. They're solitary creatures. All they, They're cold-blooded, obviously. They spend all their time waiting on prey to come by them, and then they pounce, and they grab them with these hooked teeth. they got dozens of teeth. And they hook in, and that's the trap, and they won't let go of that, that hook in so that they can start to squeeze the life of that person. And then they open their mouth, they eat them whole, right? So how did her face get so close to this boa constrictor that... That, uh, she hooked on t- onto her nose. Do you think? Do you think they were Eskimo kissing? They could have. They could have been. You know, because that little tongue is kind of fun. Kind of fun. It's tasting you. I, I can answer this one really quick, and and we're just missing the environment where this happened. So, oh, good, good. Have you been to an insane clown posse concert? <laughs> yeah, actually. Well, in in my basement uh, apartment when I was like twenty two. But uh, besides that, no. I'm pretty sure. I've never been, but I've seen a lot of pictures. So either if you've been to an ICP concert or Burning Man, the statistic is accurate. 60% of the people that attend have boa constrictors around their necks, (laughs) like showing off their boa constrictors. It's like... I think there's actually a discount on tickets. If you're, there's a checkbox in in Ticketmaster. I'm going to ICP concert. Do you have a boa constrictor that will be attending with you? Check yes. <laughs> and then, so how did they all? They just draped them around their neck. That's how this happened. You know, she's like, hey, she's walking around. She's yeah. trying to like wicked voodoo psycho killer. Yeah. Is your lady a juggalette? No, she's too smart for all that stuff. I'll hear like a, an ICP song come on and, you know, I get uh, some nostalgia over it. But um, so you're saying she, this was a juggalo who was trying to get this uh, five foot long boa constrictor around her neck to go off to a concert somewhere nearby or what? I think that was the scenario that is the news is lacking, but it was an ICP concert. She's out front. Some ladies bring their milkshakes out. She brings out her milk snakes, you know, tries to get all the boys to her yard. All right. So, okay, let me wrap this up real quick. What is a juggalo? Let me ask you that real quick, though. Do you have the answer to that? This is a real juggalo question. What is a juggalo? Yeah. I got I got the answer for you. Like the definition of juggalo? No, no, no. If you're a real juggalo, you would respond, Hulkamaniac. I hear an ICP song. I don't get nostalgic. But if Morrissey comes on or the Smiths, I get all like morose and kind of, you know, I start eating like macaroni and sorrow. Right. You know, yeah. it takes me back to being 14. So... Yes. <laughs> okay, so what happened to the lady? Did she live or? The fire department showed up and they had to 
cut the head of the snake off. Whoa. While it was still attached to her nose, obviously. Yes, because it wouldn't let go and the rapid action had to be taken to kill the animal to prevent the boa constrictor from possibly crushing the woman's windpipe because that was the scenario that was setting up here. Wow. They didn't release the name of the woman, but they did state that she was taken to a hospital with injuries that weren't life-threatening. Interesting. This is the first time I've ever heard this in the news, but the news stated that there was not a police incident report recorded of this, Mm. like for whatever reason. Which makes me think one of two things. Either they knew that ICP fans would juggle us, would get a bad name if this hit the news, or she was possibly a politician. This is ridiculous. Those are the only two options like, that I can see as to why they would hide this from the media. Can we move on to uh, to this? Okay, so, so for anybody who doesn't know what a juggalo is or what... ICP is. That's the insane clown posse. Look it up. I I, I, uh, recommend Underneath the Moon. We'll always be together underneath the moon. Yeah. If you like Chumbawamba, then you're going to hate ICP. But if you don't like Chumbawamba, I... I recommend ICP. Yeah, me too, man. So that was that was a happy ending right there. We got to do something serious now, I guess, eh? Yeah, it was kind of goofy. I would say that was a goofy tragedy call. It was a goofagedy, if you will. And so we'll move on. Yes, please move on. <clears throat> I just feel I just feel people turning this off right now. But goofagedy brought it back for me, man. I, that, I, that's great stuff. Just play. Can you? So much of that is going to be edited out. We're going to be good. Yeah, the happy ending is happy, but you won't know it based on the call. So how about I just play the call okay. and then tell you about what the heck you just heard. You ready for me to hit play? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Right after a quick commercial break, we got to pay the bills. All right, here we go. Yes, but they just broke into the bathroom and flipped the kids. 
All right. Oh, my God. I'm just going to go right into the backstory on this one because that call doesn't end happily. You don't hear a happy ending there. <sighs> you heard the voice of seven-year-old Carlos on the phone, and he acted really quickly when three gunmen burst through an unlocked door of their house in Norwalk, California. He grabbed his little sister and a phone and hid in the bathroom to call 911. He kept the phone call going when the gunman eventually found him yeah. and his sister and pulled them out of the bathroom. He told the intruders that he had called 911 and had them on the line, and that's why the intruders fled it. At the end, if you listen closely, you can hear them saying, we got to get out, we got to get out of here. Oh, oh, so that's the, end, that's the end of that call? That's the end, yeah. They got drug out of the bathroom by the intruders. Oh, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? That That sounded entirely like... From the calls you've been playing, I mean, it's hard to trust you with what you're going to throw at us. Like, I thought we just heard that kid get killed. No. So here's the cool thing about it. it the call is really hard. It's pretty harsh. But he think about how smart that kid was. He took his sister, took her into the bathroom, took the phone, called 911. And when the intruders found them, yeah. he told the intruders, hey, I have 911 on the line. And they busted it. Because because of he had the cojones to tell them those things, you know, he he had man that kid had a clear mind. What killed me? I got chilled up when he said uh, she's like, listen to me, and he goes, okay, and he stops dead. Like he stopped. People panic worse than this kid on other calls that we've heard and other calls I've heard in my lifetime. When she says, listen, he goes, okay, and then it sounds like all chaos breaks out, and then you don't hear from him again. Right. Right. Yes. So what happened after that was that he turned with the phone and told them that he had 911 on the line and that caused them to leave the house. So that's the end of the story. He saved. So who did anybody die in this situation? No, no one died. He saved his family because they all took off after that. He knew what to do. Carlos said that he he and his mom had practiced calling 911 in case of an emergency. Hold on. He knew what to do though okay yes of course but you could tell like on that call that kid is terrified you hear a man come you hear maybe two men or something whatever's going on in my mind we just did a call like this where the girl where the woman was calling and trying to give the address and her boyfriend comes in and just shoots her it felt like one of those situations it's fortunate really that they were scared off by the fact that he was on 911 right yes do you know why they were in the house i don't i don't know why oh man Karen, were the, were the intruders ever arrested? Deputies were on scene within three minutes, but the assailants had escaped in a green or gray two-door compact car. Oh, wow, okay. What a call, man. Yeah, I thought you were really pulling a switcheroo on me there. You're making me laugh with the lady with the uh, boa constrictors slapped onto her face. You know I love that kind of stuff. Well, I'll tell you, this is also really cool. Carlos received a 911 and kids award good for him because of his bravery he received an award for that call which good for him man you know the more i listen to these calls it brings up two things in my head it brings up one how prepared my kids and my family aren't two could i be more prepared and then three there is nothing stopping anyone who at all costs wants to try to infringe on your person or your property yeah and you just have to be prepared right absolutely and this goes against everything i talk about in dark topic <clears throat> but i'm kind of just screwing around or you know i'm being spooky but the odds are pretty low that anything like this will ever happen to you so that's what I, kind of what i struggle with is do i scare them by talking about strangers and about 
home invasions and um, about weapons and what do you do? Or do I just take take the chance that none of this will ever happen and not scar them in that way or, or make them have to have un, undue anxiety in their little lives, right? And what I've come to is um, just make it into a game and t- it, just the same as they do at a school when they're doing a fire drill or I guess now a freaking shooting drill. Hopefully they do it in a way that's... Um, just follow these steps, almost like a like a math a, a math equation, rather than a freak out drill, right? To make them feel paranoid and and anxiety about about the the dark and scary world out there. I think our society is so well off. Our society in first world countries is so well off that we scoff at the at the people that say, "Well, you got to stay prepared." Mm-hmm. We scoff at that because we as a people are 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 so above. Like you said, the risk of these things happening is so low. But here's, I got one word for you, seatbelts. The thing is this, you get in the car, there's muscle memory because you're like, you don't even have to think about the the small odds that you're going to get right. in a car accident. You just put the seatbelt and protecting yourself and everything takes a bit of effort off the front. But you don't have to move to the Ozarks to, you know, you don't have to be a gun nut. You don't have to do all those things. You just take a little time. And establish a level of preparedness yeah. and leave it just like you'd click your seatbelt and leave it, you know, just do it, just finish off the task. And it's, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, every Saturday kids will oh, put no. on our camo and we're going to, you know, run scenarios now. Yeah. Well, that's spreading mental illness. And uh, often I feel like I'm doing that with Dark Topic. I hope I'm not. I, I'm just trying to have some fun. With with the wording and all that kind of stuff, but but what you're talking about there, like I see those fathers, like those ultra preppers, who are like, okay, kids, you know, yeah, fuck, tear gas is coming through the window. It's Waco. Yeah, who's who? <laughs> you know, who's gonna die with me? We got we gotta get the kids and the children out, and you know, this is what. Okay, Billy, you we've only got room in the trunk for one of your sisters. Which one do we eat? <laughs> yeah, this is a tough world out there. It's a hard world. It's like, well, you, well, now it is, guy. Like you're making it a hard world, and your kids. Anyways, okay, let's, let's wrap it up, Bob. You have a recommendation you were itching to tell me about. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, what are you what are you into right now? Podcast-wise? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 podcast-wise. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't expecting, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to say, like, you know, thick chicks or something like that. No, like, podcast-wise, like, what, what are you into? <laughs> I am uh, into Swindled. Mm. Uh, I'm big time into Swindled. Me, me and uh, a Concerned Citizen is the host. Uh, you got to listen to Swindled. It feels like you're listening to a secret message being broadcast out on like a ham radio in a dystopian society, you know, like like in one of those. Like he's telling you all these things about the government and about certain like bankers and whatever, um, about corrupt yeah. rich people. He, he calls himself a concerned citizen because it's all true, but it also makes you feel like you're it's almost fictional. Check out Swindle. Yeah, my interest is peaked. I will I will satisfy my peaked interest by checking out. How do you spell peaked up? How do you spell peaked? P I Q U E D. Hey, you know, I was thinking about it, Luna. The show is is gaining we know it's award-winning, but it's it's gaining some some respect, some attention around. Did you know statistically our data shows that we have more than 20 listeners? I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'd hope so, yeah. It's crazy. So I thought, you know, with that kind of momentum that we could use this platform to to lift up some little guys. So I want to let you know about a little show I was I've been listening to called True Crime Garage. It's two guys and they discuss true crime 
in the garage, maybe. Really good cases. It's a little heavy handed up. You gotta know you gotta know that your car garage is really super popular, right? Well they're super they, it sound they should be popular, is what I'm saying. They got good cases, it's well researched. You're putting me in a spot right here where I gotta act like I'm going along with this. So for real though, you've uh, no, I don't believe you. Okay, all right. I don't know everything. I'm only on episode two, but they have they have almost 400 episodes. Tell you what, it it's getting. They do, man. True Crime Garage has been around so long that when I barbecue in the summertime, and I just barbecued right now, I barbecue all winter. But I mean, when it's like nice out and the sun's out, I think about Nick and the Captain from True Crime Garage. It's an, it's been around forever. Why are you pumping them up? Well, I only get two episodes at a time on my podcast player. I use the Fisher-Price podcast with me player, and you push a big button, green button in the middle and it plays the next. So I only know that I'm only on episode two, but... Yeah, in your mind. You know, it's catchy. There's a lot of catchy, good, sick beats in it, and <laughs> like the thing that the the captain always says at the end, he says, and that's the D's nuts. <laughs> no. It's, yeah, it's cool. It's not even at the end. It's at the start. He says, that's enough of the business. No, he says, that's... And that's the D's nuts. That's enough of the... <laughs> it's pretty fun. Check it out. Okay. I know you're screwing around. Check it out, everybody. But that you made me laugh, man, quite a bit there. All right. I'm out of here. Hey, me too. All right. Hugs, everyone. The 911 Calls podcast is an 1159 media production hosted by the operator and his junior assistant to the operator, Mr. Luna. Produced by the operator and supported by friends like you. Help us keep the lights on by supporting us on Patreon, gossiping about the show, and throwing us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until the next call, hugs. Hugs.